Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome back to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. Now, a bit controversial today, everyone, because today's topic is actually a, a brave statement because we are saying that coaching is not an offer. I just want to coach you. Uh, you know, we will do X amount of sessions is often things that people say and they look as if their 12-week, their six-week is actually an offer in itself and wonder why it's not landing. So um, I'm, I'm handing it over to Anka because I've started the last couple with my kind of thoughts and rants, as it were. So Anka, I know that this is a particular passion of yours uh, because of the people that you've spoken to. So I am turning it over to you uh, to talk more about coaching is not an offer. Why is it not an offer? <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's one of those you see so often, right? And so first of all, if if you're going, yeah, yeah, but if you're but like, yeah, okay, bear with me, right? So I think the piece that it tempts people to go in that direction is they see established, well-known coaches saying, hey, you know, coaching with me for 12 weeks or for 12 months costs X, right? And then they go, well, I'm going to go and offer a package that is 12 months, right? Now, the thing is, these people have a level of credibility that you probably don't have yet, right? So it's the same with any kind of thing. If, if you are already well-known and people pay just to be in your space, because they already know from recommendations or from previous experiences or from, you know, what they perceive of you, they already perceive the value there. You can literally get away with saying, hey, you know, to work with me, to just be in my presence, cost you X and people will pay for it. Right. So but for most coaches that don't have that level of credibility yet, just saying, you know, X amount to be in my <laughs> in my lovely presence isn't going to be enough to make somebody say, oh my God, I need that, right? So if coaching is just like you buy time with me, there's still the question, well, how is that valuable? I have friends I can talk to, you know? So I think you you enter in a whole different uh, conversation that when you're sort of in the early stages as a coach, you don't really have a good answer for that, you know? So nobody buys coaching, everybody buys a solution to a problem or help to get something they really, really want easier and faster. That's kind of what people buy. Either you help them get something they want in a way that they otherwise couldn't get it, or you help them get away from something that they don't want that they've 
been trying to get away from. So you can get really creative in that. But until you are able to help people see how coaching with you will help them get what they want, you're going to struggle. So coaching is often, I don't know, like I always say, are you a coach? And I'm always like, I don't know. Well, I do coach people, but it's not all I do. Like there is, it's one element. It's almost like a modality. It's a tool I use, you know? So that alone isn't really just like people don't buy um, a drill. They, they kind of want the hole in the wall. They don't really care about the drill. So I think that's that's something to to start thinking about. You know, what is it that you're actually trying to help people achieve with your coaching? Well, I mean, certainly the hole in the drill is very pertinent to me because literally the other day we were hanging pictures up into my new <laughs> kitchen, as it were. And, um, the you know, I had the picture there. And the first thing that we said is, okay, well, to get this picture on the wall, what do we need is I need to go to the hardware store and we need to get the picture hooks, etc. And then, you know, and Paul already had the, and here's another thing when we said, you know, people, you know, what do people already have, you know, and what do they really, really need is that we already had the drill at home, but we didn't have the picture hooks. So if you if we're trying to even coat or say to people well I'll sell you the you know by the time we do this you'll have the drill and you'll have the hooks and I'm kind of going now nah, I've already got the drill but I still want my picture hung so there's pieces missing in people's um skill set yeah. and they're missing in the, the there are gaps where we can serve people so the interesting thing for me is that we can have different ways of helping people that can lead us to maybe our bigger deeper work on the way you know I kind of made some notes here because um two incidences that happen I I think one of the things that I've heard said in the past is to, to help people have confidence in themselves so they actually go out and even go out and be the coach or do the work with people you know and go in a different career direction being in your presence is enough, you know, to charge for being in your presence. And I'm like, no, it's not. What we're saying is your essential nature is enough. That's not what the same thing as what people will buy for it, to actually sit in your presence and actually get the skill or close the gap or get the decision made, etc. It's not the same thing. And we mustn't confuse dealing with our own confidence issues and our own learnings to get, you know, new mastery at new levels. We mustn't confuse that with, with what people will actually pay for uh, at all. Um, because otherwise we are not separating the who from the do and uh, in terms of just what people will pay for, not in essential value of a human being. But I, um, somebody came to get their, their sort of 30 second pitch reviewed by me the other day. And so on the Zoom call, it was a fantastic moment because she had an incredible insight in just 30 minutes. So it's not that we all need a six week or a 12 week package, etc. But in 30 minutes, she'd written down her, her pitch that she was saying. And when I looked at it and I went, here's the problem. I said, it's more fluffy and woolly than my daughter's jumper. And she burst out laughing, which was a good, healthy response to it, actually. <laughs> I said, you know, it had about resilience in it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It had about, you know, finding your resilience and your flow. And these are typical things that I see women coaches saying, oddly. And I'm not trying to overgeneralize, but I, but I do. 
So once a few questions have been asked about, um, about well, what is it? What's the result of that? You know, because often people are trying to describe the process and not the result. It's innocent because, again, we're sitting over the other side of Solution Mountain. So, um, and, and again, coaches love coaching. Coaches love the space. They love the feeling of connection with another human being. You don't find people that are coaches who don't love that connected energy between another human being because it probably reminds them of their own waking up moments of insight. So we can be very addicted to that sense of connection that in that shared space that we have with another human being. But uh, And that's where the magic happens, but it's not why they buy it. So I came up with this new strap line um, and uh, sort of presented it to this lady. And she went, oh, my gosh, that's very clear. Uh, but the interesting thing before that, I said, right, let's just imagine this. I said, I'm going to pay. I said, how, how long do you normally work with people? She said, about six weeks for this kind of work. I went, no problem. I said, so I'm going to pay you. I said, I said, how much do you charge? She says, about £150 an hour. I went, no problem. And I said, so basically, I'm going to pay you £900 so that I can sit with you in a safe space and be vulnerable so I can find my inner resilience and flow. And she burst out, you know, fortunately, she burst out laughing and she went, excuse my language here, she said, because I'm going to change the word. <laughs> she said, that sounds a bit crap, doesn't it? <laughs> and I went, it <laughs> it's not conveying the truth of the value or what's going to happen as a result of being in that space and having that insight. So the interesting thing is when we're addicted to people having the insight or having that moment of clarity, we say, I'm going to, you know, you're going to coach with me and we're going to have clarity and you're going to be able to find your inner potential and, you know, you'll be able to, um, you know, find your resilience again, etc. None of that, actually, all of that is not the result. All of that is still part of the process of getting somebody to the result. So we have to, I'm constantly taking people through, like, what's beyond that? When, we, when we're in that space, where does that lead them? What can they do, be and have that's not what, where they were before? And it, ha and it really has to push people past the coaches, sit it past that place where they enjoy sitting in the space with people because coaches love coaching. Now, I totally, like, yeah, I've got, I can't help giggling. What I would love you to do is how, what, do you remember what you changed that strap line to from, oh, you know, I charge you 900 bucks to sit with me in a peaceful <laughs> space, <laughs> you know? So what, what did you change it to? Do you remember? Because it would be nice to have, like, to show people like this before yeah, and after. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll have to, I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pantsy because it's on my other computer. But um, what I did was I described a scenario. So I'll describe a slightly different scenario for the moment or something similar. I think I described, I said, let's imagine that you have just left work and, you know, you've just left work and you get home and the washing up is still there. And you and you're feeling irritable, and you know just feel as if like what's the purpose of your day? Um, and you burst into tears in the toilet. Uh, you know, this is not the actual thing, but you know you burst into tears in the toilet, and you're questioning whether you should even be in your job at all. You know, you're feeling the real pull of the guilt, 
of of working and being a parent at the same time um and you know if if you're struggling at that space then speak to me about my six week intervention where we can help you make the decisions that you need to make in order to move forward with the life that you are trying to achieve but struggling to do so right now and it was something around that that area but what I was doing was describing a, a story or a situation within that. I wasn't trying to describe a feeling. And this is, I think, the interesting thing around copywriting, because lots of copywriting have said, play to the transformation, play to the emotion. But it's left it almost vague and fluffy. And, and, and rather than actually really describe stories and situations that people find themselves in, because sometimes you can't see it. You're so past that yourself. You can't remember what it's like to be in it, to, to be in those shoes. And also people are very scared of narrowing down, not to mention the word niche or niching, but people are very scared of narrowing down and then not actually getting the work in the first place. All they will say is, I really don't want to have to niche. I really don't want to have to. And I just say, it's just a starting point. It's just a starting point. And actually, because the people that I was describing, this lady really did feel an affinity to. And I said, you might want to start in this direction because sometimes going, you know, you've got more affinity with the kind of work or the kind of people that you left than you have with a completely new demographic of people. Or if you have a new demographic of people or you've coached several different types of people, you've you've actually, there will be some psychographics and some demographics that are commonalities between what seems like disparate people. What we've got to do is actually find what those commonalities are and then actually talk about the story and the solution that makes sense to bring it to a cohesive whole. But I think my, my point was when she realised, when I fed back to her, I'm going to pay you 900 bucks so I can just sit in a room with you and get vulnerable. I'm like, I ain't going to do that. I'm not at the point where I'm that, you know. <laughs> and I mean, the good thing was that she heard it, like that she obviously felt when she's on the receiving end, if she was, and that's something that is, I think that's why it's so important to actually yeah. talk to people, right? Because you can't read the label when you're sitting in the jar. Like it is really hard to, you know, people really struggle. And I think, and that's including us and me and whatever like it's not like you're not kind of immune to it but I think it, it is really hard to kind of put yourself in the shoes of I, I see it all the time when people say oh look here sign up for this event and I'm like why on earth would I want to go to that <laughs> you know it's like it's exactly the same kind They're of thing you know yeah it's like oh learn EFT and we're going to spend six hours yeah. and I'm like why you know so it's that but the it's hard to put yourselves into the shoes of what does that sound like to somebody who has not all the background and context knowledge that you have? That's why it's so important to talk to the people who it's for, you know, and run it by them and see what, what lands because you're usually the, right. the worst Right, and it's so important it. then to, to keep asking just two little words around whatever you're thinking and saying, which is, so what? So what? You know, or, you know, I kind of go, well, how is how's that going to show up in my daily life? And when I think about how is that going to be different in my daily life, how am I going to show up? What's going to happen? What's going to happen to the scenario yes. that I was struggling in that's suddenly not going to be the case? When, I'm asked, when I get people to answer those type of questions, we start to, to get some level of storytelling, some level 
of ability to describe a situation that is going to be changed through the process that somebody's going to go through. Because there is a truth that nobody really cares about your process. They do care about the results. But also, you've mentioned an important point, which is, if why am I going to give six hours of my time to something that just feels like it could be a five-minute job or I could read it in a book? And I think therein lies a really important point as well, is the time or the leverage state. If if I can do that, I mean, I can charge, you know, depending on what I'm doing. You know, I, I laughed at the lady at the end of that, that half an hour session. I went, that'll be £900, please, because you sat in a safe, spongeable space and we created a result. I said, I just did hour you know and it's like I said would you pay for it in half an hour I said you wouldn't pay for half an hour at 900 pounds for me but somebody that owns a billion you know a million dollar company that where where if they they are busy people and their half an hour is going to make a big difference to them it's going to add x amount to their bottom line they pay 900 pounds so I said you've got to think of the context also of where that offer is actually being put in for the price that you're having. But that's another conversation, I think, isn't it? That's a whole other conversation that I really look forward to, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought now. There was something that I kind of had on, on, my, on the tip of my tongue. But, but yeah, it's, uh, I think it's that piece of how do you – express the value and I think of the, like something that I find always really helpful because I always look at when I'm kind of writing something there's always like okay this is this is what I want to this is this is what I, the, the, the kind of point I want to make right and then I always approach it like a okay if I was um you know if I was a lawyer in court with a jury how would I make mm. my case how would I structure my case to convince them to help them see the point I'm trying to make you know so I come and that that works for me to say like okay what's my point how am I going to construct my case here like if I was a you know if I was to having to defend somebody or get my butt out of prison right so it's like make a case I think another way of of you know and you're saying like okay the the everyday situation like how is like take it into everyday life you know that's really powerful I think what what's worth trying also is to say well how would you explain it to a five-year-old a ten-year-old right because if you go to say to a ten-year-old it's like oh we just sit into this insightful piece you know for whatever space they go oh you know like how would you explain yeah. it to a ten-year-old you know i think it also it's mm -hmm. kind of that same thing it takes it into into the tangible world and i think that's when people go oh yeah that's me or you know that makes so sense just to me. in just in rounding off this conversation so that I hope that you've really had an insight into this. Um, <clears throat> but what we're saying to you around the tell it to a 10 year old or take it into everyday life, how does it show up? Is that because coaching itself is not the offer, what is important is to show somebody how life will be different in the most simple way but not simpler that it needs to be and keep the jargon of your industry out of it because even if you are working with somebody in your industry they are not thinking at 3am coaching jargon they're not so an irresistible in order to make these offers more irresistible 
we've already already said that it's not you that decides that. So what's irresistible to somebody is when you really when they feel that you can describe where they are right now and where they will be in more graphic or more simple language and you've thought about the time it takes or the way that it is going to outwork itself and that you've had that conversation where they feel heard and understood and the thing that you put on the table for somebody is something that they say, I'm willing right now to put my money into this education, this skill, this um, cohort, if it's a group, or this uh, cocoon that you're creating, because what you're what you're describing the result to be is something I'm prepared right now to do something about. And where we'll talk about that and about the value and the leverage of that in another podcast. So in the meantime, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.